0: Church, I am just so excited that we are able to be together this morning. Would you just join me in praying and lifting up the Lord? If you know it, it's an old school uh, prayer. (laughs) It should be written on our hearts, the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let's worship our God. Season, really, would you just come to the fountain of life the Lord's word says that he whoever drinks from the fountain of life will never be thirsty and that word is drinks not drink so it's a continuous habit it's something that we are to do Every day, every moment, every season of life. And I know that it can be harder in a drought season when you feel like you're wandering in the desert for 40 days and 40 nights. But the Lord is ever present. He does not leave or forsake you. And if you need a moment at the altar of the living fountain of God, Would you just come forward and surrender? And yes, it might be uncomfortable, but those are the moments when we're wrestling with God that we are closest to seeing his face.
1: Before
0: I was born, you knew my name Was held in your hands And still today, you
1: know me better
2: Church, can we give him everything this morning?
3: Sunday of the month and we get we, we always do communion and there's a risk to doing this every first Sunday of the month. The risk is it becomes just something religious that you do and it has no meaning. It's kind of like going to church. you can go to church every week yet have no faith at all so it's important to remember the why. 1 Corinthians 11, verse 23, says, For I pass on to you what I have received from the Lord himself. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and said, This is my body which is given to you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. Verse 27. So anyone who eats this bread and drinks this cup of the Lord unworthy, unworthily is guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. That is why you should examine yourself before eating the bread and drinking the cup. For if you eat the bread and drink the cup without honoring the body of Christ, you are eating and drinking God's judgment upon yourself. This is why many of you are weak and sick and some have even died. I pray that we can be a church that isn't weak and sick. As we come with the right heart, as we remember to forgive those around us, as we come to that promise that God has given us, That he saved us from every sin, past, present, and future. That we can forgive those who maybe sinned against us. So God, we come here, maybe maybe our heart is completely pure and ready, but maybe we come here broken and messed up. And God, we ask that you would forgive us. Wash us with your blood again. This isn't just a religious act. This is a moment where we remember that your blood had meaning. Not just to give us a free ticket to do whatever we want, but to show us that there is a better way. And so, God, we come before you today, this juice representing your blood, this little wafer representing your body. And we remember that you died for us, that you bled for us, so that we could be with you in eternity. So, Father, we thank you and we give thanks this morning. In Jesus' mighty name, all God's people said, amen. Go ahead and partake.
2: isn't that a good word and you know, this next song is just a posture of surrender just to continue what Pastor Justin said giving Jesus our everything giving him our whole heart this song it just says you can have it all Lord it's just simple so this morning can we give him everything Can we put aside our phones our thoughts what we want for lunch Can we just just surrender? If you're comfortable, you don't have to, but if you're comfortable, join me, lift your hands, and just enter into God's throne. It says to come boldly before his throne of grace. Amen. So let's sing, church. You
1: can have it all.
2: that is now yours come on do you believe there's no greater call than giving him our everything come on with our whole heart you know the bible says to love the lord god with your whole heart your soul your body your mind and your strength so today we're going to do just that but this next song we're going to have some fun can we do that in church can we have fun come on let's sing it out casey
1: The freedom to love. The freedom to sing and dance. Let's do it. You stepped in. You stepped into my Egypt. You took me by the hand. You marched me out of in freedom into the promised land.
4: Was oh that my amazing?
5: Wow. Woo. Yeah. That That is awesome. Before everybody gets seated, so stay on your feet. Stay on your feet. Stay on your feet. Before everybody gets seated, um, go find somebody to say good morning to today. Find somebody new that you don't know, maybe somebody that you do know. We are so excited to have yeah, you guys are. here today. Oh. Wow.
4: Wow, that was so good.
5: Wow. I could just worship literally all morning long. Like, that was, wow. Woo!
4: Man, who, who needed that today? Who, who needed it?
5: Anybody needed that this morning to just Woo. break those chains, right? Wow. Man, something yeah. about
4: worshiping. No matter who you are, if you get up here and you dance around in his presence, doesn't no mm-hmm. matter who's watching, you're alone with them. You're alone with Jesus Christ himself, dancing because he's forgiven you. He's washed over you. You worship the all- Almighty, God in heaven, right? And then his uh, r- reverence and who he is is right here and right now. You can do this at your home. You can do, just take it to your house, take it to your community, take it to your workplace and worship him all the time. And if right? you want
5: to embarrass your kid, you could do it in your car too, which, <laughs> sorry, Caden. <laughs> yes, wow. As, uh, Wow, that was good. Um, so let us introduce ourselves real quick.
4: Sorry, I got so pumped.
5: I know. I just, yeah, I know. Like, I just feel like my blood, like, pulsing through my veins. Like, it's so good. So um, good.
4: I'm Pastor AJ.
5: And I'm Pastor Sarah. And we are so excited that you guys are here with us this morning. Yeah. woo um, And for people that are online, we are grateful for you guys being online if you can't be in person. So we are now going to continue on with our tithes and offerings. Which is another way to give worship to the Lord?
4: Yeah, if, uh, there's a, a person in the Bible called Nehemiah. and, and What he did was uh, help build uh, the temple again. And he stopped everybody and, and got them to work. A plow in one hand, a sword in the other hand. Watching as one's went through the night, right? So I think that to give honor to the Lord, we're building something here, right? And we're building things. So I'm going to take you to a verse called Nehemiah uh, 10, uh, 39, right? And this is how I feel personally. So, for the Israelites and the sons of Levi shall bring the offering of the grain, the new wine, and the oil to the chambers, the utensils of the sanctuary, the priests who are ministering, the gatekeepers, and the singers are there. In this manner, we will not neglect the house of our God. So I think giving what you have, your heart, is you're not neglecting the house, right? And it's not about uh, making us rich or, or making us, you know, the biggest church in the valley. No, what it's about is for us to use it to go out there to the community like we did this Saturday, to do things like that, to go out and reach people in our Jerusalem, go out to Samaria, go out to TCM, Estonia, to do these things, and our youth to camp, our families to camp, right? This is what we do, and to bring unity and community together. So if you guys could bow your heads in prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you for today. Thank you for bringing us all together to worship you today, Lord. Thank you for what you provide for us, and let us continue to obey and honor you, Lord. Thank you, in Jesus' name. Amen.
5: Amen, and our ushers are going to come up. There's a couple of ways to give. You can either give in person in our buckets coming around, or you can give online in the Church Center app. However God puts it on your heart to give. Um, So First of all, um, I want to give a massive shout-out to our worship team. Woo! Yeah. Like, I feel like let me just move out of the way and, like, duck down and let you guys see them. So this amazing team was out. Okay, if you were at the, um, you know, I'll get up now. Okay, if you were at the uh, community Mm -hmm. event yesterday, you know how hot it was, right? Yes. It was, like, literally, like, you could not cool yourself down. It was so hot. And this amazing team um, got there early and they set up the stage for everybody, all of the musicians to go and to play on the stage. And they were the last ones to leave and they played the last set at probably the hottest part of the day. And they did so with a smile on their faces and joy in their heart that can only come from the Lord. So um, shout out to this amazing worship team. And they're tired, right? They're but but they're up out, up here giving it all to the Lord, and that's what we're supposed to be doing. It's not about it's not about them serving you guys. That's not what they're here for. They're here to serve the Lord. That's right. And so that's on. what they're doing is they're serving the Lord. So thank you so much to the worship team. And with that being said, um, last weekend I had the privilege of preaching about serving right and how God gives us different gifts and talents. And so um, if you are musically inclined at all, if you can play instruments, if you have a musical voice, I don't know. See, I'm not like I don't play any instruments and I can't sing, so I don't really know like all the proper terms for it. But if you can do any of that, I would encourage you to reach out to Brad because this team, as amazing as they are, um, it would be nice for them to be able to take a weekend off. You know what I mean? To have enough people to rotate through there so that our worship team is not getting burned out. Um, doing this week in and week out so if you have that on your heart and if you have any gifts that the Lord's given you it's not for you to be singing in the shower that's fine and dandy for whoever can hear you in the shower right and I don't know if anybody plays like instruments like if you can play the trumpet in the shower I don't know but but um, bring it to the house of the Lord and, and use the gifts that you've been given okay what that would tr- damage the trumpet see I don't know anything about trumpets i sure the electric piano would be damaged in there too but I don't know but anyhow, so Brad, can you raise your hand for us if you don't know Brad and his beautiful bride, Danny, in the back? Um, go and see one of them today. Don't leave here today. If you have those gifts, don't leave here today without connecting with one of them and letting the Lord use you to, to your full capacity. Okay, now we'll get on to our real announcements. <laughs>
4: so welcome, VIP guests. Any new, new people here that are first visiting, uh, go fill out a connection card back there at the Welcome Center. And get in, get in touch with us. We'll get in touch with you the other week if you fill that card
5: out. So and we have some a motivation. fun gift back there, too. You get a present. Exactly. You want to talk about that or you want me to talk about it? Oh, you. Okay. Um, where are our youth at? Woo! We got some youth in the house. Um, youth is meeting this Tuesday, I believe, at Ed and Julie's house. So get plugged in. It has been amazing to see our youth grow. And so if you have friends or if you know kids that are youth, um, get them plugged in with that and let them be blessed by the amazing leaders that we have doing that.
4: Okay, man. This Thursday we have Fight Club. You ready? Oh, 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 oh. So this week, get details on Church App. So if you're not plugged into Church App, get plugged in because we're gonna announce the time and place and it's a secret. It's Fight Club, right?
1: Fight Club.
5: What no happens if fight. fight Club stays at Fight Club? I have a funny story about Fight Club, but I'll share that later. Not nope, this Fight no Club. No funny stories about Oh, okay. Club. No funny stories. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. So Estonia Bible Project, we have raised enough money for 214 yeah! Bibles. So $3,200. Um, if you still have that on your heart to give in a place where they can't just go down to Walmart and buy a Bible. like. There are no Bibles to be found in Estonia. And so if you have that on your heart and you would like to donate, there is a special place in the Church Center app where you can write it on an envelope and stick it in the back. But their Bibles are $15 for a Bible, putting the Word of God into people's hand in a place that's 1% Christian. 1% Christian. And so getting Bibles, there are people that are hungry for the Word and getting that and putting it into their hands is huge. And you get the opportunity to be America's a part of that.
4: Like 56% perspective math right yeah but uh our own very own pastor Keith is there right now in Estonia and he took about 14 Russian Bibles again because he's are gonna be at the border close to Narva in Estonia passing those out so man it's amazing to be that close and that far away having relationships uh, that that far away and we're building those and this is important spreading the word that could be lost right that it's important to these communities having their own Bibles and their own language to read is, is amazing so keep doing it
5: Okay, do we have any families in here that like to have fun? Okay, good. I thought we were only going to get like three of you, but we got like more, so that's cool. Okay, so on your calendars, put August 21st. We are going to, after church on August 21st, we are going to have a special family fun day at the Menifee Beach and Swim Club. If you've never been there, it's super cool. It's like sand. But then it's a pool, so you don't have to worry about, like, fish biting your feet or anything like that, okay? So you get the best of both worlds. You get to be, like, chilling in the sand, but then you get to go into, like, pool water. There's a water slide. We're going to um, be barbecuing over there and just having an awesome day. And there's also going to be baptism. So if you've been considering being baptized, um, please let us know. Sign up on the Church Center yeah. app, and we would love to, to get you baptized if the Lord's done that in your heart. And so it's going to be fun for the whole entire family. Um. Yeah, it's it's fun. We've been before, so we mm-hmm. we like know how fun it is. So you'll just want to make sure that you're there.
4: This is crazy. Whoa.
5: Sorry, that was that's me. crazy. That was me. Mic drop.
4: The church is turning three, man. Living oh, Stones man. is turning three, three,
5: three years old. Woo woo.
4: So I've been a part of this actually three years now. You know, I've been part of this three years now, which is crazy to me. But we're turning three. We'll be celebrating on Sunday, September 25th. Put it in your calendars, 25th.
5: Is there anything fun that's going to be like at the birthday party? Like, I like some cakes or some some <laughs> treats. Anything cool?
4: Yeah, it's gonna be something really cool. After. What? It's gonna be what? In and out truck.
5: <gasps> in and out.
4: Yeah. Does anybody like In and out? Double In-N-Out?
5: double. What? Double double. <laughs> or you can just get a plain hamburger. <laughs> Animal if you're style. like my son, and just like plain hamburgers, plain. but. There's going to be, we're going to have the In and Out truck here, and we are going to get to celebrate with all of you guys. So we would love if you can put that on your calendar to help us celebrate turning three turning years three. old. Woo woo. Like Pastor Justin says, almost out of diapers. Almost
4: out of diapers. Almost
5: out of diapers. It's a good thing. And then, um, if we have any married couples, do we have yeah. any married couples in here? Oh. We got, we got some. Good. So Thursday, September 29th, we're giving you all of these dates so you can like book your calendar out. Um, mark your calendar. It will be a fun date night with other couples. Um, I'm literally, I know what we're doing, and I'm not going to tell anybody. I'm not telling anybody. I'm not, because it is going to literally be so, like, I am so excited about this. Okay, but anyhow, but I can't tell you what it is, so just come and figure out what it is. But there are going Speak to be prizes yep. for um, first, second, and third place couples, Okay. So prizes are involved. So if there's anybody that's just a slight bit competitive, make sure that's that you're there.
4: Competitive. You're competitive. Very I am.
5: Competitive. We're going to win all three of them, so you guys might as well not even show up. No, what? I'm teasing. What? I'm just teasing. Okay. Um, so get a sitter if you need a sitter and be ready for fun. Details are to come. And with that being said, can you guys put your hands together for our phenomenal pastor, Pastor Justin? Woo-hoo.
3: Oh my gosh, how's everybody doing today? Come on, lift up another shout for that worship team. Oh my goodness, oh my goodness. We put them in the freezer last night just to try to cool them off, but they did, they they looked pretty cool up there, I gotta admit, I gotta admit, so good. Tony on the drums over there, come on, look like, I was thinking about animal style, he looks like animal from from, uh, Sesame Street, just getting it, come on, it was so good, it was so good. Well, good morning, church. How's everybody doing today? Oh, my goodness. Give somebody next to you a high five. Tell them they are good looking. And if they're not, just lie to them. Lie to them in the name of Jesus. Tell them they're good looking anyway. Amen. Amen. All right. Um, Do I have some paper Bibles in here today? Where are my paper Bible people at? We got some paper Bibles? Well, we got a few of them. We got a few of them. You know, we make the youth now bring their paper Bibles to youth. And they are learning to find the books in the Bible without pushing search. Come on, somebody. Come on. It's just so good watching these kids get into their word. Oh, my goodness. It's such a good thing. Such a good thing. All right. Go ahead and turn in your Bibles to 2 Kings chapter 4. We're going to hang out there most of the morning here. Who's enjoyed this series so far? Yeah? You've enjoyed this impractical series? You know, this was not meant to be a series. It was just going to be one message. And now it's turned into four. And so that's, that's a lot of fun. And uh, we're, ha- we're having a good time with it. I'm, I'm feeling a new message, a new series coming on maybe next week. We'll see what happens. Leave it to the Holy Spirit. Oh, look at this. I'm, I'm upgrading. Come on, somebody. Come on. So good. Let's see who's online. We got people watching online. Todd and Yvonne Rounds watching from Utah. Love you guys. Thanks for watching, being on there. Alex and Carrie Bush, congratulations on your 10-year anniversary this month. So excited for you. Uh, Dorothy Faragonen is watching on both our Facebook and our interactive site. Love that. Keith Brano is on the other side of the world watching from from, uh, Estonia. Estonia, we love you. Thank you for watching. Lori Manoski says good morning to Sarah Twist. Good. Your mom says hi. Who else we got? We got Carolyn McKinney. Love you, Carolyn. Thank you for watching every single week. You're amazing. Um, Catherine Pereira, I know you're doing some work today, but we love you. We're glad you're watching. John Hassler out in Muskogee, Oklahoma, glad you're watching, we're praying for you, my man, Uh, Christine Rodriguez, God is good, you are correct, so good, oh, we got people, now they're typing stuff in, they're typing stuff in, oh, it's South Dakota now, you were in Utah yesterday, now you're in South Dakota, thank you, Yvonne, for that correction, so good, all right, awesome, are you ready to get in the Word today? Are you sure you're ready to get in the Word today? All right, we'll see you in a second when I tell you what we're talking about today. (sighs) This, I love this message, but a lot of churches don't. Now, I I used to be under a lead pastor, and and we talked about this type of a message, and and I said, why don't we teach more about this? And, And he says, well, people don't really like to talk about this. And I said, okay, well, we should do it more. There's a lot of promises involved, and I was hanging out with a pastor friend of mine this week. And he said, hey, what are you teaching on this week? And I said, I'm teaching this week on money. And, oh, and you're not as excited anymore. What the heck happened? You were there like two seconds ago. And, and he says, oh, you know, we've been in our own church for a few years now, and I've never taught about money. And I went, oh, really? Why? And it's because pastors are afraid to talk about money. But here's, here, I want to give you a truth. Who likes truth? have got a couple people who like truth. Bible verses in, in verses in the Bible on prayer and faith. Guess how many about there are? There's about 500 verses based on faith and prayer together, those two things. Guess how many verses there are on money? Over 2000. About 2300, a little bit more than that. That's a lot of verses. So when I look at that, and we, we focus a lot on faith, don't we, as a church? We focus a lot on faith. We talk about faith a lot. We talk about those things a lot. Yet the Bible only talks about it 500 times. Yet it talks about money 2,000 plus times. That means 25% of those different verses, if you compare them, 25% of it is faith. But the other three quarters, money. Why? Because it's important. That's good. That's good. People are paying attention. You know, here's the thing. Now, why do I like to talk about money? Now, I got to tell you, I when, when I was an associate pastor, and, and, and I, I would do the tithe message like all the time, all the time. I'd get up and talk about tithing and talk about those things. And why do I get so excited about it? Now I'm a lead pastor, so it feels different, right? Because my salary is attached to those things. But besides that, When I wasn't getting a salary from the church and why I was so excited about it, because there's so many promises. I mean, you got 2,000 plus verses in here. You know how many promises God has when he talks about money? It's ridiculous, you guys. Like, if you start really studying out money in the Bible, it will blow your mind. So we're going to get impractical. Who wants to get impractical with me? Let's get impractical about money. Let's do it. Are you Ready? All right, we're going to 2 Kings. There's so many verses I could have chosen, and this is the one I chose today as I was praying and asking God. I got asked uh, last week or two weeks ago. Um, they said, hey, how, how often do you, like, recycle your messages? Like, how? and the answer is I don't. I don't. Every every message, I think I've, I've used the same message twice, two times in my whole life in preaching, two times. And it was to a completely different group. But for this church, every single message that I preach is going to be that week, Working with the Lord, asking him, what do you want to do and what do you want to say? Now, I know a lot of pastors, they'll write all that stuff out because you've got a lot of content. You could just go back, hey, I haven't preached this in three years. I'm going to go ahead and preach it again and nobody's going to know the difference. Come on, somebody. There's just something for me that goes, Holy Spirit, what do you want to do now? What do you want to say now? How do you want to bless people now? Now, it doesn't mean I don't do a lot of different giving messages or when I'm preaching on the same verses, some of the same stuff will come out. But at the same time, letting God speak through it. All right, who's in 2 Kings chapter 4? Verse 1. One day, somebody say one day. One day, day, the widow, a member of the group of prophets, came to Elisha, not Elijah, who we talked about a couple weeks ago, but Elisha, and cried out, My husband who served you is dead. And you know how he feared the Lord. We talked about fearing the Lord last week, didn't we? Yeah, what does it mean? Respect. That's right. Come on. You know how he respected the Lord. But now a creditor has come, threatening to take my two sons as slaves. That would be a bad day, wouldn't it? It Depends on your sons, right? Some of us are like, is that how it works? Can we still do that? Where do I sign up? I'm just kidding. Verse 2. What can I do to help you? Elisha asked. Tell me, what do you have in the house? Her response? Nothing at all except a flask of olive oil, she replied. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your truth. And God, we thank you that you care about the things that we care about. God, that you, you teach us on things that can capture our heart in such an amazing way. And so God, speak to us today through your word. Show us your goodness. And we thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. This widow is in debt, right? About to lose her sons as slaves. And she turns to God in desperation. What's the response? What do you have? What do you have? Can I tell you, when when you're crying out to God, the answer is already in your hand. Because God already gave you what you needed for this next season. Come on, tell the person next to you, you already have what you need. You already have what you need. You already have what you need. Now, here's the thing: a lot of us were like, "No, we're praying for provision. We're praying for breakthrough. We're praying for God to do something amazing." But can I tell you, sometimes what is already in your hand and how you steward it is going to be what God can do for you. Are you with me? God is the inventor of multiplication. The inventor of multiplication. Somebody say multiplication. Oh. I want to have. I'm going to have somebody come up and, and share a story. Phil. Can you come up here, buddy, Drive, drive your, uh, your, your SUV up here? Here he comes. Come on. I, I needed theme music for you. I probably should have put something on there. Come on. Highway to heaven or something. There he is. Come on, Phil. Come on, Phil. Do I have a wireless mic? Can, can, I, can somebody run a wireless mic up here? This is my buddy, Phil. My buddy Phil usually rides with Pastor Keith, but Pastor Keith is in Estonia, so I went and took the little rack off of Pastor Keith's car and put it on my truck and went and picked him up this morning so he could come to church, but I was talking with my buddy Phil, they're, they're getting a mic for you, they're finding one, I think, we'll see, you might have, to, we're, we might be cheek to cheek talking here in a second, it'll, it'll be good, it'll be fun, we'll just become closer friends, that's all it is, but Phil... Was sharing with me this week a story that he shared with me before, and and, you know, I was like, You know what? I'm gonna be teaching on this, and I think your story would would share some faith with us and help us to grow in this. So, take it away, Phil.
6: Can you hear me now?
3: It's not Verizon, bro. Hello? There you go. There you go.
6: Well, every time I tell this story, I get kind of choked up, and uh, I think it was about uh, summer of 2017, I was. I was going to a 1027 at the time, and uh, I was basically homeless. I was living in an RV, and I was making it on by uh, donations and gift cards from family of the church, and and um, so this one Sunday morning, I was on my way into church, and uh, I had felt like God was asking me, "What's in your? How much money do you have in your wallet?" So after I got parked and I got out of the truck, I was looking in my wallet and all I had was $4. Hmm. So I, I went on in, sat down, and uh, again, God says, what's in your wallet? Take it and put it in offering. I, uh, I started arguing with him. I said, uh, Lord, I need that for gas for my generator. And again, he said, put it in the offering." Well, still kind of reluctantly, I got up, got an envelope, and I put it in the uh, tithe box. And I went back to my seat and I sat down, and I just started praying. I said, Lord, you're going to you're gonna have to help out somehow. About 10 minutes later, one of the guys comes up to me and hands me an envelope said this. Is from somebody in the church that wishes to remain anonymous. I was expecting 40, maybe 60 bucks at the most. Just wait. <laughs> <laughs> I had done counting, it was
3: $280. Come on. Well,
6: I was able to. Uh, Filled up the generator, filled up my truck. I got some propane for the trailer. I got some groceries. I paid some bills, and then I still had enough to get a big juicy uh, burger at Carl's Jr. And I still had come on. Money. And I still had like about thirteen dollars left. And that is a story that has mm, it just impacted me. It has, I'll never, never forget it.
3: Amen. Come on, lift up a shout for God. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Thank you for sharing that, Phil. I love you, my dude. Come on. Come on. Do we have that theme music cued now? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Enjoy that drive back there, man. Oh. Someday I want to have one of those things. I can just drive out wherever I want. Off roading and all kinds of fun stuff. I wanted him to share that because, you know, a lot of us maybe maybe we're not homeless. You know, maybe we're not living out of our truck and, and just hoping for to fill up your generator. Now, $4 won't even buy you a sample of gas now, but but then it would fill up his generator. But you might find yourself in different places where you're going like, God, I need you to move. I need you to move. And he's asking, what do you got? What do you got? Like Elisha right here, hey, tell me, what do you have in the house? And I love her answer, nothing at all. I mean, it's probably the same thing Phil was thinking. God, I I don't have any. I got four bucks, four dollars. Like when when all you have is four dollars, four dollars means a lot. Are you with me? I remember my wife and I when we first moved to Temecula. We didn't we we both lost our jobs and we were living in a junky apartment. And I remember like having five dollars for a hot and ready pizza like was like heaven. Like we were fired up out of our mind because we didn't have to eat peanut butter and jelly or ramen noodles for the first time in a while. And we made that, that hot and ready pizza last. Are you with me? Like like usually I could eat one by myself. I mean, I'm pretty well-rounded. But uh, it's one of those things where you just have one slice at a time because you're like, I want to taste this for as long as possible. But God is so good when we can be faithful with what we have. Are you with me? Faithful with what we have. Watch what he can do. When you give all you have to God, he multiplies the little you gave, it multiplies the little you gave, oh, let me make sure I didn't miss something here, yeah, there we go, we're good, all right, I, I didn't even tell you, for some of you that are, do, do use your phone for the Bible, you can get, you can go on the Bible app, anybody like Version Bible app, it's pretty cool, there's some cool stuff on there, um, you can actually have all my notes on there too. We put all the notes on the Uversion Bible app. You go into the More button, um, click on Events, and click on Livingstone's Church. You'll have all of it in here. I, I'm about to switch to New King James Version on this next verse. That's what made me think of it. So when you're flipping back, I don't want you to have to bring ten Bibles to church. Are you with me? But in Galatians chapter six, verse seven, or er, er, ver, did I do that wrong? Hang on. I apologize. Did you guys find it? Because I put, I think I, I think I uh, messed it up. Is it six, seven, and through ten? Or is it 6, 6 through 10? 6, 6 through 10. There we go. There we go. Okay. Yeah, I messed it up on the Bible app too, didn't I? Did I put 7 through 10? I did. Darn it. So you're going to get a little extra here. All right. In verse 6, it says, let him who is taught the word share all good things with him who teaches. Verse 7, do not be deceived. Come on. Somebody say deceived. deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, he will also reap. For he, he who sows to his flesh will of his flesh reap corruption. But he who sows of the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. Verse 9. And let us not grow weary while doing good. Now this verse, I know we put this one on pillows and stuff, but it's the ones before it that we, we miss. Let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Verse 10. Therefore. Come on, somebody say, Therefore. Why do they put therefore in the Bible? Because we're going to find out what it's there for. As we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. Let me ask you a question. What are we sowing into? If this verse tells any truth at all, that what we sow, we will reap. Now, do any of us have some circumstances that we don't currently like? I know I've got some circumstances that I don't currently like. Oh, you know what? I forgot the first point, didn't I? Yeah, they're looking at me back there going like, you forgot to put the first point on there. Here's the first point for my note takers. Where are my note takers at? Where are my note takers worried? Where's the first point at? Pastor, what's going on? I'm so sorry, you guys. It's right here. I will use what God has given me to experience the flow of heaven. That's today's title of today's message is flow of heaven. I will use what God has given me to experience the flow of heaven, to experience the flow of heaven. Are the current circumstances we have due to what we have sown? Or maybe it's to the lack of what we have sown. Come on. Sometimes, sometimes we give the devil so much credit for all the junk in our life, and the truth is we're sowing bad seed or no seed at all. And then we're going, where's my fruit? Where's the goodness of God? I've read about the goodness. I've read about the promises. I've read about faith. I've read. And then we're not paying attention to the other 2,000 verses. Come on, somebody. Saying, how do, how do I engage with God's economy? Come on. I know some of you are like, this is offensive because you're like, you're not supposed to talk about this stuff in church. You know what? I don't really care what the rest of the world thinks on that. Because if God thinks it's important enough to put in there 2,000 times, then it's important enough to preach about. Amen? Come on. It is. It is. Because here's the thing. If we learn how to sow, oh my goodness, you will not go without. These are the promises that he talks about. Learn how to sow. Learn how to sow. Here, here's, the, here's the other deal. I, I got to tell you, because I know some people, they ask these kinds of questions. Some of you don't care, which is great. But for the rest of you that do care, you know, okay, pastor, you're preaching about money. What about your salary? Listen, my salary is about $50,000 less than a normal pastor in my position. Just so you know. Why? Because I love what I do. Because I get to do this. Are you with me? I, I don't want people to get hung up on that. I'm not looking to get a jet. Are you with me? We're, we're not trying to go in, out and do crazy stuff. When, when I had the opportunity to take this church into a building over in Temecula, I said, how much is it going to cost? Because if it's going to keep us from doing ministry, then I don't want to do it. Are you with me? What we got to do yesterday, we got to do because we stay so frugal here. Are you with me? We get to give away money. Are you with me? We get to do those things. Uh, What was it? Last year was it like $97,000 we gave away in one year. We were two years old, you guys. A little baby church. That's more than my salary. Are you with me? Come on, somebody. But We got to care about the right things. We got to care about what God cares about. I care about teaching this stuff because I want to see your life prosper. Are you with me? Are you with me? I know for some of us, for some of us I'm, I'm skipping around I apologize ADD is having fun today we'll we'll put point two under point one point three uh, who knows what's going to happen I mean anything could happen today but a lot of us we're given seeds by God and a lot of us just snack on those seeds are you with me we're just like this is this is fresh I haven't opened it yet but we just we snack on the seeds Sunflower seeds. This, that's what this one's. Anybody like sunflower seeds? I don't like the shells. Are you with me? Let's get them pre-shelled. Are you with me? Yeah. Amen. But a lot of us just snack on the seeds. Let's go back to see what uh, the widow's doing. Back to 2 Kings chapter four, verse three. And Elijah said, "Borrow as many empty jars as you can from your friends and neighbors." Verse four. Then go into your house with your sons and shut the door behind you. Pour olive oil from your flask into the jars, setting each one aside when it's filled. Remember, she said she had nothing except a little bit of olive oil. So she, he's asking her, hey, take that olive oil, and I want you to dump it into these jars. Are you with me? Now, I don't know about you, but that sounds pretty impractical to me. Are you with me? Take the little bit that I have and pour it into a jar. Why would I borrow all these jars? doesn't really make sense. I'm going to go to my neighbor. Hey, can I borrow some jars? What for? Well, I'm going to pour some oil in it. I, I thought are not the creditors just about to take you? You had us praying for you for your sons. What do you mean? What do you need my jars for? Are you trying to sell my jars? Like, what's going on here? Are you with me? I'm getting impractical. Here's point number two for my note takers. My family will trust God because he is faithful. My family will trust God because he is faithful. Now, why, what does that mean? Like, when I think about this, a lot of us, like, when we're when we're trying to figure things out, the economy is going the wrong direction, i got to hold on to as much as I can. I want to ch- show you something different because the kingdom of God works completely different from that. Are you with me? It works completely different from that. When you start to trust God with what little bit you have, he starts to pour out things that you couldn't even imagine. Are you with me? He does. He These are the promises of God that go, that go with finances. When all you have is a seed, we can trust God to multiply it. It is his process. God invented multiplication. Can somebody say multiplication? Let me, let me show you. Any, anybody like apples? Got some fans of apples? Let me ask you this. Are there more seeds in an apple? Or more apples in a seed. More apples in a seed. One seed put in the ground can produce hundreds of apples year after year after year. But if I just have the one apple and that's it, I had a snack. Are you with me? Who likes apples? Who wants this? Somebody want an apple? I'm not going to throw it all the way back there. That's going to be terrible. There you go. There's more apples in the seed. So when God says, hey, I gave you $4, and he says, put it in the offering, and you're like, but I only have $4. No, 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 you have a seed. You have a seed. Do what I told you to do with the seed. I'll bless you. Watch. Ten minutes later. Are you with me? $280 later. Like, God can do whatever he wants to do. Now, I've watched this multiplication happen in people's lives, in my own life, so many times. Like, this is, this is not something, like, my pastoral team is not allowed to stand on this stage unless they are tithing. Because if they don't understand the principle that we're living by, they don't belong up here. Teaching. Are you with me? I know that can be harsh. I was told that was pretty harsh in, in some of the other uh, places I've been. Like, oh, you can't really do that. What if their situation is hard and they got... No, you either live by this principle or you don't. Are you with me? Now, I'm not saying like, oh, I want to stick strict rules on everybody. No, I, I want to know that the, the person is not eating their seed when they're teaching people to sow their seed. Because if we're eating our seed, we're going to go empty at some point. But if we're sowing our seed, we will never go empty. Are you with me? This is the principles of God. I, listen. If you're in here today and you're struggling financially, you shouldn't be. You haven't learned this principle yet. Are you with me? God will make ways. All of a sudden, what looked like, hey, this is just enough to make a little cake and then we're, we're going to go, I'm, me and my sons, we're going to go eat our cake and die. Are you with me? That's all there was, is enough oil for that. But God said, no, there's a business behind this. What you have in your hand, oh, I could turn that into a, a, different, a completely different economy for you and your sons. Are you with me? Is this too deep for people today? Okay, I just want to make sure. I I know it can be rough. Isaiah 41 verse 10 says, Do not be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Now, we all go through seasons. Listen, there's a difference between being broke because you're in a season where you're broke. And being broke because you haven't sown any seed. Are you with me? Now, don't don't look at somebody, oh, they must not be tithing. That's why they're broke. Look at around, you know. No, listen. Because sometimes we go through season and God wants to teach us something else in the middle of winter. Are you with me? You don't blame somebody in winter. How about their fruit? There's there's fruit trees that do not produce fruit in winter. Is anybody with me? Not everywhere is like California where you can grow fruit all year long, Okay. But there's other places where there's actually barren trees during the winter. So there's a difference. Don't be judging people. Oh, my gosh, please don't judge people. God will hold you up with his victorious right hand. See, when you know the Lord, all of a sudden you get excited about something as simple as seed. Oh, God gave me a seed. He's going to do something. I'll bet you Phil, the way that he looks at money now, he goes, oh, man, I I, I can't not tithe. I want to see what God will do next. Are you with me? There's something that just switches inside of you where it's not a place of obligation. You're just waiting for God to see how he's going to multiply it. All of a sudden, when, when you learn that the, the, the victory in tithing, you're going, oh, my gosh, I'm not giving my money to Livingstones Church. I'm not giving my money to Justin. Are you with me? I'm giving my money to the Lord. We don't need your money. That pastor I talked to this week, he's like, oh, I, didn't, I haven't taught in, on, on giving yet because we haven't needed it. So everybody in your church is financially free? Like, what, what does that mean? Like, you haven't needed it. Oh, you mean that you haven't needed more money at church so you don't talk about it. We don't need more money at church. Are you with me? We, we, we spend what we need to spend to get things done, and we take care of it. So we don't need more money, but you need to understand the principle that God is teaching you so that you can be free. Are you with me? And I think if more pastors would actually teach the Word of God, oh my goodness, and talk about money the way it's supposed to be talked about, instead of it being some taboo thing, ooh, hey, can, can somebody give their money at church? You know, like We're not poor. My, my God lives in, in a place where the streets are made of gold. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Hey, He owns the hills. Are you with me? God is not short on money, and we don't need more money here. But I see some people who need to be set free. Why did God have to, why did it have to be talked about 2,000 times in the Bible? Because a lot of times money has our heart more than we have money. Now what do I mean by that? Does that mean that we're all stingy rich people? No. That's not what it means. Sometimes we're we're just like, hey, this is mine. I earned it. And then we, we miss out on the fact that it's actually seed. Some of us have more seed than others, and we're like, "Oh, look at see, I got a lot of seed. Like, I have a really good job. I went to college. I have this. Blah, blah, blah. I got a boat. I got you know." But here's the thing: it's still seed to the Lord. What could He do and multiply if we trust Him with it? Went, Lord. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna try this ten percent tithing thing. Right? All of a sudden, you're going, "What would happen if I started to do this?" I mean. When we look at most church statistics, now I'm going to talk about statistics, and I'm not talking bad on anyone. If I look at you during this service, it's not because you're doing something right or doing something wrong, okay? People get so weird about this stuff. But I'm just looking around. I'm just teaching God's Word. Are you with me, Pastor EJ? Anyway. When you learn these principles and you start to live by this. Now, I've swung both directions on this as a pastor. At, when I when I became the, the campus pastor of Center Point Church French Valley, I wanted to know nothing about finances. Just want to know the bills are paid. The bills are paid, we're good, okay, cool. I didn't want to know anything about who is giving what, because I'd been in a church where the pastor whined and dined all the all the people who gave a lot of money and then they didn't he treated disrespectfully the people who didn't bring money. And I hated it. It disgusted me. I was like, oh my gosh, I will never be that guy. So then I decided I'm gonna go swing over here and I'm not, I don't want to know anything. And then God rebuked me. I was like, oh. All of a sudden somebody said, hey, knowing what people are tithing, sometimes people are struggling. And you don't know it. They might have gone from, they were tithing $1,000 a month, that was their 10%. And all of a sudden they're giving 50 bucks a month and pretending everything's okay. But you could have been a better steward of them and loved on them and go, hey, are you okay? What's going on with you? And a lot of people come to church and fake smile. Are you with me? Oh, everything's good. Everything's nice. Hey, sometimes as a, as a steward of people, I had to know, like, hey, how are they doing? Something shifted. Something changed. Maybe it was a job situation. Maybe I know somebody that can get them into a new job situation. Are you with me? Sometimes as a pastor, I need to know those things. Are you with me? But then it, was, it became one of those things when I asked the ladies at Centerpoint for the first time, I said, hey, can I get the sheet for tithing for, for French Valley? They said, Pastor Justin, you've never asked for this before. I said, I know, and I feel like I've been a bad steward of people. All of a sudden, I read on there, and I've had people standing on this stage teaching about tithing who don't believe in it. Oh, man, I got really rebuked by God in that moment. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like three people out of my team of seven don't believe in tithing, but they'll stand up there and preach it? Oh, I rebuked myself. I sat down with my team, and I said, hey, listen, and I Printed it out. I didn't show it to everybody. Listen, I'm not mean. I said, there's there's three of us in, in this room right now that aren't tithing. But you have stood on that stage and preached that you believe it. I said, I can pass this paper around and you can see mine. And you can see what I believe. But either you're going to have to change that in the next 30 days or you're not on this stage anymore. And it was one of those moments. Thank you. It was one of those moments, and I went back and I told uh, our pastoral team what I did, and they were like, you did what? You're going to fire half of your team because they don't tithe? Yes. Because I believe God's word. I believe the return on God's word. I believe that if we're all sowing seed, we're going to see God move. But if we have people who don't believe that that are teaching it, what do we call that? Hypocrites. Do we have enough hypocrites in church? (laughs) Do we need to have hypocrites standing on the stage teaching? Like, are you with me? Like, no, we need to get people to where they actually believe. Out of those three people, one of them stood up in the room and said, Pastor, that's me. Oh, my gosh, the cojones on that guy. I was like, dude, I am proud of you. Thank you. He said, I'm going to fix this, and I won't let it ever happen again. I do believe this. I don't know how I let myself go so far away. The other two sitting in the room didn't have the cojones to say anything, which was okay. I would have understood. One of them, I took out to lunch, and he said, hey, pastor, that was me, and I'm sorry, I'm going to fix it. Oh, he fixed it, and he started watching God do crazy miracles in his life. All of a sudden, I had given him my bicycle to ride to work, and so he's riding my bicycle to work, to get back and forth to work. All of a sudden, he started tithing, and he got up here to teach on tithing. He's like, hey, tithing works, I'm going to tell you. Like, I did this thing, and all of a sudden, somebody gave me a pickup truck. I was like, Lord, you're moving, like. Amazing what happens if you actually believe God's word. The third guy, the third guy wasn't such a a, a joyful moment. The third guy was mad at me. How dare you? I give of my time, I sow all that I have. I'm divorced and I have to pay child care or or, or child support. I said, Buddy, like, I understand and I, I know you're mad at me, but it's still the principle. If you understand the principle, you won't be living in the lack that you're living in. I remember tithing on my unemployment, making 500 bucks in a month and tithing 50 of it, thinking, how am I going to pay for groceries? I can't even pay my bills. But I trusted God and I watched him build things over and over, build my faith, showing me all of a sudden I'd put that $50 in, going like, Lord, I can't feed my family and you know it. And God, just like Phil, going like, God, I trust you, but you better do something. And that same day having somebody come and give me a grocery card for fifty bucks. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. All of a sudden, if you just trust the Lord in these things, you'll start to see that his economy is so different than ours. What we could do with a hundred percent, he could do more with our ninety when we give him ten. Watch what happens as you give him ten. All of a sudden, I've had people test me in this, and some of them in, in tiny, what would seem tiny to us ways. I had this one girl, she was she was a, a teenager, had her first job, and she made 50 bucks. And she's like, Pastor, I tried it. I went on the app, and I, I, I gave $5. And I was like, I did it, I did it, I did the thing. And then within a couple minutes, my mom came in, and she's never done this before. And she says, hey, hun, how's the gas in your car? And she says, well, I'm getting a little low. She's like, here, here's 40 bucks. We'll put some gas in your car. My mom's never done that before. I was like, praise God. Watch what God could do. I, I mean, and it gets crazier. I've had people in here where where they were doing investments and they're going like, "Hmm, I just made a whole bunch of money on my investment. I made ten thousand dollars on my investment." Ooh, a Pastor talked about tithing, and and I don't know if that's gonna. Ooh, that's that's a thousand dollars. I mean, whoa! Like, and and he, he I remember he called me that week and he says, "Pastor, I want to tell you, like." I heard what you said about tithing and I was believing God at his word. And, and so so I tithed my, I tithed $1,000. And I was like, dude, I'm so proud of you. Like way to go, that's awesome. He's like, no, 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 that's not it. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, I tithed my $1,000 and within the week, my my stocks went through the roof. I made $100,000. And so I gave an extra $10,000. So 11 grand I gave to the church. I was like, dude, that's awesome. I'm so proud of you. Now listen, I'm not talking about a pyramid scheme with Jesus. Are you with me? Because that's not what it's about. But if you understand the principles, it's still seed. Whatever it looks like, it's still seed, whether it's $5 or $10,000. And I'm not, t- I'm tr- I can feel some of the animosity in here. I can feel it. I can feel it. I can feel it. If you don't believe me, spend time with me all week. Listen, I don't care about money. I can feel it. I can feel some people in here. Like, you're like, dude hate this message like this is church just wants my money see i told you honey like that's all he wants like like he just wants a big golden globe to be spinning behind him that's what he wants no i want you to be free i want you to be free from finances to stop thinking about it stop letting it run your life stop worrying about where the next thing's going to come from because you're going like okay honey we only have so much seed left Uh, you can have three and i'll have three and we'll just we're going to survive off of this that's not how it works put the seed in the ground Put the seed in the ground. Put it in good ground. Are you with me? A lot of us are putting seed in Netflix. Oh, I know. There's filming Netflix next door right now. We're putting our seed in Netflix. We're putting our seed in all these other things. But when we put our seed in God's ground, oh, He'll give you all the other stuff. You don't have to think about that stuff as much. Are you with me? Oh man, I, there's part of me that just wants to say, Hey, how many? Who, who does this message offend today? You know, just to get a get a get a roll call. That's okay. God's word is God's word. You know that in the Bible, it's the only place God says to test him is in money. It's the only place. Only place. Malachi 3.10, test me in this. See if I won't open the doorways of heaven. See if I won't. It's like, it's the first time like God dares people in the Bible. I dare you. See if I won't open a blessing that you can't contain. Come on. A double dog dare you. Put in that. Tongue to the pole. Are you with me? Like, trust me, it's going to be fun. Are you with me? For some of us, it feels like that. Let's go back to Second Kings for a minute. Verse 5. Is anybody enjoying this message? Yeah, we got f- like four people that are going to be back at church next week. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. I tell you what, if you actually take God at his word, don't listen to anything I have to say. Go ahead and go read the Bible for yourself. And see if I'm not telling you the truth. 2 Kings 4 verse 5 says, So she did as she was told. Her sons kept bringing jars to her, and she filled one after another. Soon every container was full to the brim. Bring me another jar, she said to one of her sons. There aren't any more, he told her. And then the olive oil stopped flowing. When she told the man of God what had happened, he said to her, now sell the olive oil and pay your debts, and you and your sons can live on what is left over. That sounds just like what Phil was talking about. You got to live on what was what left over. Come on, when you have no money and you can spend like a $6 burger, right, at, at Carl's Jr., all of a sudden you're like, dude, I'm living like a king when, when just a day ago I only had four bucks. Are you with me? Here's point number three. I will pour out. To be filled. This is where it gets impractical. This is where it gets impractical. God says, what do you got? I, I only got a little bit of water left. It's 115 degrees outside, God. And I don't know, like, you're asking me for my water. You pour it out. Pour it out. There's something that happens with the flow of heaven. When God tells, now listen, don't, I'm, I'm not telling you to do this as an investment opportunity. Don't hear me wrong. they are like, oh, dude, I figured out the math. I figured out this, the, the fountain of, of money. Oh, this is how I got it. I just got to give the money to the church, and then I get all this back. No, listen, you're missing it. When God asks you to do something, you pray. If we sat here right now and you said, Lord, give me a number. I'm going to give an offering today. Give me a number. Then he gives you a number, and it scares you because you're like, wait a minute. 50 bucks, that was going to be this. 500 bucks, that was going to be that. that was our vacation. $5,000, that was this. There's something when you say, Lord, what do you want to do? And when you start to watch him do that, when he gives you that number and you say, okay, I'm going to trust you. This scares me, but I'm going to trust you. And you put that seed in the ground, then it will grow. This is not about like, hey, how can I invest this and how can I make money off of this? This is not about you. Did we forget that part? But if we go in and we say, God, it's all about you. Everything I have is for you. What do you want from me right now? And then he says, I want this from you. It might not even be money. He might ask you for something else. He might ask you for your time. He might say, hey, I know you already get up early six days a week for work, but I want you to get up early one more day and go to church and serve. Ah, seven days a week, God, that's my only day to sleep in. That's why I watch online. Are you with me? Come on. Whatever God asks of you, say yes. God has more than enough ready to fill every jar you have, and then some. Somebody say, and then some. And then some. And then some. You know, <clears throat> did, you, did you eat the apple yet, Jill? Did you eat that apple yet? She hasn't eaten my apple yet. Here, let's see how good of a throw you are. You're probably better than Rob. <laughs> Dear heavenly, it's okay. If, if Rob would have done it, it would have been worse, so that's all right. Come on. I could, I could cut this into four, and then we, we could each have a snack. But if I put these seeds in the ground, all of a sudden I might have an orchard one day. And my family couldn't eat all those apples if they wanted to. Are you with me? All of a sudden when, when you take those seeds, this thing is very bruised now, just so you know. <coughs> it's okay, it's okay. Good job, good throw, good throw. We'll work on that, we'll work on that. But there's, like, if you go to an orchard, could you imagine even trying to eat the apples off of one tree by yourself? You couldn't do it. That's the blessings of God when we start to engage in his promises. All of a sudden, you have a blessing that you can't contain, that you have to share with others. Are you with me? Otherwise, it goes bad. Does anybody have fruit trees at their house? They're like, hey, if anybody wants to come over and get some lemons, get some limes, get some this, get some that. I, I, I get texts from people saying, hey. I can't eat all these things. Can somebody come eat some of my lemons? Are you with me? This is what happens when we start sowing into the, into the things of God. Ask God what he wants to do. Luke 6, 38. Are we still having fun? Are we still doing okay? Okay. Oh, that was a nice little chirp. What was that? That was awesome. Luke six thirty eight says, give. Somebody say, give. 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 No, you've got to do it like you're excited. Come on. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full. This is still God's word. I'm not talking about prosperity doctrine. Are you with me? I'm just teaching you the truth. Give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full. Pressed down, shaken together to make room for more. Running over and poured into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. That's God's word, not mine. Are you with me? I could sit up here and talk about all the prosperity doctrine stuff like he's a genie in a bottle, you know, just rub him the right way. Come on. Or we can teach you the truth. Some of our circumstances are what they are because of what we're sowing. We're not trusting God with what we have, yet we're asking him for more. I dare some of you just like he dares some of you. Trust me in this. See if I won't open the doorway, open the windows of heaven, and pour out a blessing that you can't contain. 2 Corinthians 9, verse 6. My worship team can come up. I know you're hiding back there somewhere. Verse 6 says, remember this. A farmer who plants only a few seeds. Somebody say few seeds. A farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop. But the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. Verse 7 you must each decide in your heart. See, that's, that's what's so funny. Like, like even my, my Bible scholar people who say, like, hey, you know, tithing's a thing of the Old Testament, not the New Testament. First of all, that's not true at all. Jesus, when he talks about that, when he talks about the new covenant, when he talks about those things, he's saying, hey, I, you guys already tithe. You already do that. But, hey, how about doing a little bit more? A lot of people use this verse to try to explain why they don't tithe. E, you must each decide in your heart how much to give. Well, I decided in my heart that $1.50 was going to be great. Okay. Okay. And then you're wondering why you're living off of $15, you know. And don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. Oh, Pastor Justin, you here you are pressuring us the whole service to give. If that's all you heard today, you missed it so, so, so far. You missed it. You missed it. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully. Let me ask. I, I know, I, I don't want to like point out who's tylers and who's not tylers, And I honestly, I don't know. I don't know off the top of my head. I'd have to go look it up. But if you're in here and you know the blessings that God has poured out on you, because of tithing. Can you just give me a little shout real quick? Come on, come on, come on. You want to know what that verse really means, that God loves a cheerful giver? Because when you learn the principles of God, you can give cheerfully. See, a lot of us start out reluctantly, like, oh, like, oh. Because you know what that, that, that money represents to you. It represents eating for this week. It represents going on vacation. It represents these things that mean something to you. Do you know that the things that mean something to you mean something to God? Did you know that, that he cares about what you care about? He does. He cares about you. That's why he talks about money 2,000 plus times. Because he doesn't want you to live stuck on money the whole time. Doesn't anybody ever just want to breathe? Oh, this this economy, the more it sucks, the more you go, hey, listen, I'm going to be generous. Because the world of the generous gets bigger and bigger while the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. That's what the Word says. If we know the promises of God, that's where a cheerful giver comes from. All of a sudden you know, hey, if I give this, God's going to do something bigger. I know it. I know He's going to bless. I know He's going to touch things. I know He's going to touch people's lives. Come on, somebody. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully. Verse 8. And God will generously, somebody say generously. Does anybody like being provided for? Are you with me? Like if an extra check just comes in out of nowhere, you're just like, oh, wow, thank you. Are you with me? Like does anybody remember what it was like to live under your parents' roof? Some of you still do, right? Come on. Some of us still do. We're still blessed. We're still blessed, right? Like, oh, I eat my parents' food, and then all of a sudden you go into college, and you have to eat your own, you got to pay for your own food, right? You wait for mom to visit so that you can put everything in the cart. you know, like. And God will generously provide all you need. Generously. God's generosity is so much more than ours. God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always. Somebody say always. These are these are like really definitive words. Are you with me? Generously, always. You will always have everything you need and plenty. Somebody say plenty. Oh, I, these are these are words that like I really like. Are you with me? Always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. Last, last point, which has been the point of this whole series. I will do the impractical to see God do the impossible. Some of us, you've said it to yourselves as you try to, try to move your money around for your month. And you're going like, I always have more months than I have money. It's impossible for me to stretch this. Are you with me? I remember for me, I had this gentleman who came to church. And he was crying out to God. He would, he would stand at the front of the altar every time during worship, crying out to God, God help me, help me, help me. I need you. I need a job. I need a job. God gave him a job. He was out in Anaheim. He was excited about it. He's like, I prayed, and God gave me a job. Well, that same job also was full of a people, a bunch of people who did not believe, who did not have faith did not know Jesus and they talked him out of his faith they talked him out of it he said hey show me scientifically that God exists and so months go by he's not at the altar praising God for what he got he's not showing up to church at all anymore because he got talked out of his faith and he called me he says, Pastor Justin you know I've been talking to my friends They said, uh, "How do you know that God is real?" I said, "Okay, you want me to answer that question?" I said, "Yeah, I want you to answer that question." I said, "I have no idea how I'm going to pay month this month, how I'm going to pay rent this month, but call me on the first, and I'll tell you how God did it." That's faith. That's believing in God. That's seeing God at at His word, knowing He will provide. I know I tithed on my uh, unemployment, but I'm still going to see God do it. Are you with me? Something shifts in your mindset. Something shifts in your heart. You can walk into places you never thought you could walk into before. I remember when we moved to French Valley, the, the housing market was crazy. You, you, couldn't, you couldn't get in, like, unless you're the first two people to put in for rent. It's like, here, you put your application in. Oh, there's 50 people ahead of you. I'm not getting this place. I remember this house went on the market in French Valley. And I had told my apartment complex, my luxury apartment complex and harvest it put molding on the ceiling and all of a sudden it's luxury i remember telling them hey i'm moving out in 30 days they said okay what's your what's your uh, hoarding address i "I don't have one yet but i'll give it to you when i get it um sir you do understand that if you put in your 30-day notice you have to move out in 30 days you don't get to stay i said i know but God told me we're going to move to French Valley and so I'm going to believe that that's going to happen and I'll let you know what the address is when I get it. Okay, sir. Just so you know, you do have to move out in 30 days. I said I understand. I went and told our rooted group. I said, "Hey guys, I just gave my 30-day notice to my to my uh, apartment complex. We're going to be moving to French Valley." Oh, awesome. Where are you moving to? I don't know yet. God's going to make a way. Are you serious? Like the wives in there, come on, are looking at me like the wives in here are looking at me right now. Like you just took all security away. Why would you do that? What's wrong with you? because my security is not in what is understanding on this earth anymore my security is in i know how my god moves and when i gave when i gave my 50 bucks he gave me grocery money when, when we gave four dollars he gave 280 back when god did this when i did this god did that i know that when i give to the lord he gives back to me and he told me that we're moving to french valley and it doesn't matter how many places i've applied for he's gonna make a way are you with me within a couple of weeks we drove by. We were driving through the neighborhoods. God, where are we going to move? Where are we going to move? Where are we going to move? And we saw this this uh, for rent sign in one of the yards. And I said, "Oh, let's look at that one." And we we, we called the number. Hey, uh, how many applications do you have? She's like, "Well, honestly, we only have one. It's kind of weird. Did you want to? you want to put your application in?" He was going to just choose this one person. I was like, "One? Like everywhere else has had fifty plus." put in the application and we won out of the two people i went and looked it up they had they had put in the wrong phone number on all of their advertisements praise god are you with me they screwed up the whole thing i was so grateful because god knew that we were going to move into that place when i looked on the map it was the very heart of french valley the very center of the entire city we already declared that god is going to take this city he's going to take this whole area and we declared we said hey we're doing this when i went back to the rooted group i said guess what you guys are all going to help me move they said what do you mean did you get a house i said yes i did and you guys didn't believe me so you're going to come see it and you're going to help me put all my stuff in there amen because there's something that shifts when we stop trusting in this world we stop trusting in all the other things around us and we say god if you say it's just like peter when he's standing on the edge of the boat if you tell me to come i'll come You just tell me to step out on that water. I'll walk on the water, Jesus. Some of us just need that invitation. Say, God, if you're real, show me. Show me. Then he says in Malachi, test me in this. You want to test me? Anybody ever want to test God? Test me in this. Tithe, give, be generous. Watch, see if I won't open a window of heaven and pour out a blessing that you can't contain. This will set you free, church. This will set you free. I, I don't know. that. I mean, I could probably preach on this for a whole year. 2,000 verses, it could take a while. Are you with me? But if we had a church that understood his principles and the power behind it, even just a few people who didn't quite believe yet but had enough guts to try and see what God would do if they actually tested Him in it. I had a guy in our church that he, he, he was like, he's like, hey, I, I went to college. I got my job. I earned all my money. And then I started teaching him these principles. He said, okay, all right, all right. I'll test it. I'm going to give 1%. First year, this guy did Rooted three times. You know why he did the Rooted three times? Because... The first time he did Rudy, he said, like, okay, I'm going to test it. I'm going to give 1%. The second time he did Rudy, he's like, I'm going to test it again. I'm going to give 3%. And God kept blessing it. He's like, all right. Finally got to, I'm going to give my full 10%. I'm going to give my tithe. That's what the word tithe means, 10%, one-tenth of what comes in. When we start to trust God with that, man, I remember when when it, when it my tithe was was 50 bucks on 500. Then I remember when it was 400 bucks on 4,000. And I remember when it was 800 bucks on 8000 Like all of a sudden it's one of those things where it's like, oh, you know, I don't even think about it anymore. God does this. God moves. I, I've watched him too many times come through for my family. Like, Lord, I trust you. Here's my seed. Do something great with it. Watch what God can do in, in and through your life when you trust him in these ways. You heard some of the cheers in here. I'd love to hear some of your stories and tell your stories or have you come tell your story what God did because there's just something powerful that goes man if Phil could do that with $4 and God's blessed me with this what could I do what could you do in my life Lord what could you do for the things I'm praying for and believing for if I stepped out in faith in this way anybody with me come on if you're in here today I know this is a hard message to, to hear especially if haven't experienced God do this but if you if you dare do it man I'll tell you like I'll give you all your money back if God doesn't bless you I will because I know he'll bless you it's not even a bet for me are you with me it's a sure thing because I know my God and I've watched him do it too many times I'd put my own house on it are you with me like I was ready to live in a car if God didn't come through but God will come through test it see if I'm lying See, if I'm not telling you the truth, what you're going to find is genuine faith. That's what you're going to find. Test him. Test him. Test him. He's worthy. He's honest. He's real. He loves you. He wants more for you. you got to test him. Test him in it. If you're here today with every head bowed and every eye closed. This is your moment. God wants to capture your heart. Right now, maybe something else has your heart. Maybe it's fear. Maybe it's sin. Maybe it's an abusive relationship. Maybe you're going through all kinds of craziness. Maybe you're just dealing with a lot of confusion. Wherever you're at right now, God cares about you. And He sees you. He might leave the 99 just for you. As a businessman, a 1% loss was a, definitely a loss I could take, no problem. But it's not one that Jesus would take. He says, I came that none should perish, that all would have everlasting life. That means 0%. I don't want anybody to fail. If that's true. That means he doesn't want you to fail. No matter what you've been through, no matter what you've done, no matter where you are. No matter how addicted you are, no matter how angry you are, no matter how frustrated you are. God doesn't want to see you fail. So if you're here today and you're like, man, that was some crazy stuff. I don't know what I believe about that. But I'm going to go study it myself. Or you're like, I'm fired up because I know that that's the truth. Wherever you're at, if your heart is going like, I need Jesus. If that's you this morning, with every head bowed and every eye closed, I want want you to raise your hand for me, and say, hey, I'm ready to give my life to Is that anybody here this morning? Come on, I see both of you. Those cute hands right there. Come on. You know God's moving and doing something when He's doing a tithing. People give their life to Jesus from tithing. Is that anybody else? If you're watching online, if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook or our interactive site, wherever you're watching from, if that's you, that, that God's touching your heart right now, then your life is about to be changed and transformed one step at a time faith without works is dead come on one step at a time if that's you this morning and you're watching online you can can put in the chat and say hey that's me you can reach out to me you can shoot me a text, shoot me a call whatever you want to do, email me let me know that was you I would love to pray with you but if you're here this morning you're watching online I want you to pray something like this if you gave your life to Jesus today I want you to pray something like this saying Lord Jesus I give my life to you today I can't do this life on my own I need you God I trust you I've been trying it my own way and it hasn't worked yet so I'm ready to test you in this I want to see you move in my life the way that I'm hearing you're moving in others God I give my life to you today I ask that you forgive me for my sin so that one day I can be with you in heaven. And all God's people said, amen, amen. Come on, come on. Somebody lift up a shout in this place. If you want to get baptized, I know there's some people that want to get baptized. If you want to get baptized, go on to the, the, the church center app. Go on there in the little more button there. There's a a, a baptism sign-up. Click on that. Fill out that information. That way in two weeks, when we go play at the pool together, barbecue some hot dogs and hang out, we can also do some baptisms, And I can have a little certificate for you and a shirt and all those kinds of things. All right? We love you. Test God. Test Him. I can't wait to hear your testimony when He does work in your life. Amen? Come on, somebody lift up a shout. This place. Stand to your feet. Let's worship God. There
1: is no greater call than giving.
3: Stay at the front of the stage. If, if you need prayer in finance, finances. If you need prayer for something physical. If you need prayer for a relationship issue. Uh, maybe even some of our pastoral staff can stay up here. I guess that's just me, you, and AJ. But you can. We'll stand up here and we'll pray with you. And I, I, we'll let everybody else tear down stuff and things like that as we get going. I know I went over time a little bit, but I, I don't want you to have to leave here without prayer. If that's something you're like, gosh, man, like, is it my fault that I'm broke? Maybe, maybe not. But at the same time, I'd love to pray with you to see God move. Can we do that? Awesome. We love you. Have an amazing week. Thank you for coming today. Thank you for those that are sticking around to help tear down. Oh, my gosh. Somebody lift up a shout for Jesus. Amen. You're so good, God. You're so good. Youth, will see you on Tuesday. Men, will see you on Thursday. And the rest of us, will see you next Sunday.